Welcome to the High Performance Business Solutions Podcast. This is Paul De La Garza, your host and coach. Join me in discovering the journey to become a better leader, a better sales professional, to take charge of your life with intention and vision, recognizing that within you lies the power to achieve and to live to the fullest. And I would like to welcome you today as we explore the hero's journey. Our guest today is Will Craig, writer and photographer and coach who is traveling the world on the journey of a lifetime. He is the founder and former Dean of Coach Training Alliance, an international coaching and mentoring company based in Boulder, Colorado. Will holds a master's degree in education in human development from George Washington University in Washington, DC. Will's purpose and passion is helping people discover their life's path and does so by charting new adventures in personal growth and lifelong learning. Will has written a new book, Living the Hero's Journey, exploring the role in the action adventure of a lifetime. I would like to ask you to join me in extending a welcome to Will Craig. Will, hello and welcome. It's my pleasure to be here, Paul. Well, thank you so much. I'd like to start right away by asking you perhaps a fundamental question about this whole process. It appears to be that many people do not exactly know about the hero's journey. I wanted to ask you if you would be kind enough to just simply give us a glimpse of the hero's journey and where does this action adventure typically take people? Where does it take place? Tell us about that. Well, the hero's journey, Paul, is a narrative structure for storytelling that predates the Greeks and Romans. The mythological framework has transcended time and cultures, and the myths of today are told by Hollywood screenwriters using the hero's journey as a template for developing interesting characters, plots, and impossible situations to challenge our hero. This ritual of storytelling has been handed down from generation to generation, taking on new forms and multimedia formats. So in the beginning of the story, it was told on cave walls, then in books, and now today in motion pictures. It is a uh, from the beginning of time sort of journey. Now, the action adventure piece is the part we each bring to the journey. Now, when Hollywood makes a movie about your life, guess who's going to play the lead role? That would be you. Yeah, of course. (laughs) You are the hero of your life. Now, who else could be? Sure, there are those leading men and women in films, books, and televisions whom you might like to emulate. But in the movie that is your life, you're it. And you're responsible for what happens and what doesn't. You decide who gets cast, which roles, and even the lines you speak. Ultimately, you determine how well you do at the box office of life. Yeah, very good, very good. So you mentioned that a hero's journey is sometimes exemplified through movies. Can you give an example of a movie or two that employed this process? Sure. Probably the best known example is Star Wars. George Lucas was a friend of Joseph Campbell, the the gentleman who brought the attention of the hero's journey to us back in the late 40s. George Lucas considered him a friend and mentor and wanted to use that format and which he did to write Star Wars. Well, well, that's interesting to hear. Very good. So let's go back to you writing the book. What inspired you to actually write this book? 
Well, that credit would go to mythologist Joseph Campbell. Throughout his life, Campbell researched different cultures and civilizations over the course of human history. And to his amazement, they all shared a common thread or a basic pattern or framework that still lends itself to great storytelling. Now he called it a monomyth or the one story. Now, when I was in the film and television business, I took a screenwriting workshop from Hollywood script consultant, Christopher Vogler. The framework he was teaching was that of the hero's journey. And I said, hey, this is the same thing that I've heard Joseph Campbell talk about years before on a PBS series he did with Bill Moyers. I remember that series. That was quite interesting. It, it was amazing. And, and it had a real impact on me. And it wasn't until I took Vogler's course that uh, I realized that there were some possibilities here because he had taken Campbell's 1949 book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, mm -hmm. and condensed it into a workable format for motion pictures. Now, at the time, he was in the development department of Walt Disney Company and had the opportunity to test his theories on the animated features Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. Hmm. and then the lion king and so on and so on and now oh, it's the preferred format for most screenplays so that got me to thinking why couldn't i adapt these same principles and lessons into the field of life coaching i began to overlay the hero's journey template on top of personal growth and development and in the book to illustrate my points i use examples from both myths and movies wow Interesting. Interesting. So, well, could you highlight some of the stages that most people could identify along the path of, of the hero's journey? It starts with the status quo. Then the hero answers the call to adventure. Now, this is stage one. The journey begins in the ordinary world in the status quo, and we seek a treasure only we can discover in a land of both promise and peril. The hero must leave the past behind and begin a life-changing transformation. After meeting the mentor, which is stage two, and receiving the necessary training and gifts, the hero makes a leap of faith, stage three, into the unknown. The risks and rewards are ours alone. There's no, this is no solo expedition. Along the path, we meet friends and allies and enemies, as well as a protective advisor and mentor. And standing at the entrance to this special world is the threshold guardian. How appropriate, right? Yeah. <laughs> so crossing into the field of adventure requires dealing with this sentinel who represents the limits of our present sphere of being, our, our life horizon. The hero steps into this special world and onto the road of trials. The road of trials is stage four. And this is where the, the hero faced tests and trans transformative confrontations. Now, without the perils of faith, and, uh, the hero could not deliver, could not reach their destiny. This is all part of the journey. And without risk and challengers, there are no rewards and there's no fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So if slaying dragons, both external and internal, is all in the day's work for our adventurer. The hero's shadow will be the biggest antagonist to confront on this journey. The shadow forces the hero to face their mortality, which helps clarify their role in, and thus their impact on the world. The ordeal, which is stage five, is a metaphor for reawakening the hero. In, in this process, 
we discover the treasure of enlightened knowledge and are bestowed with the reward of newfound wisdom. The hero then returns to the ordinary world with the treasure of transformation, which is stage six. And unless the hero returns with the elixir required for overcoming their ordeal, they're doomed to walk this way again and again until their transformation is complete. So a successful return brings a deep healing and wholeness and the endowments being stage seven bestowed upon the hero are freely shared with the ordinary world. So we come full circle to a familiar world through new eyes. The hero recalls their reawakening while living the hero's journey and rededicates themselves to serve, guide, and give. So we understand what we don't become the hero of our life by living vicariously and to achieve life mastery, which is stage eight in the final stage. We must be worthy of a life well lived and we must take action, ownership, and responsibility for our choices. Now, the thing to remember here is our date with destiny is not about reaching a final destination. It is about how fully we live the journey, Paul. Well, that is the most important part, I think, of this whole process and of this message that we want to convey today, that it's the journey, not necessarily seeking to arrive at a certain destination. But how does the hero's path show up in our daily lives? There's a big lifelong journey, of course, which is when, when we think of the hero's journey, we think of from birth to death, and, that, and that's natural. But within that, there are what I call mini journeys or concentric circles within the loop of the bigger journey. These could be your career with a certain company, a marriage that went awry, your time in college, mm -hmm. or it could be something as simple as a quest for losing weight. Now, the first stage is all about awareness. Some hidden part of us may be hinting at change or seeking a renewed spirit or foreseeing a better future. Now, remember, our baseline is the status quo. This is where we are. Right. It may not be pretty or exactly the way we want it, but for better or worse, this is who we are right now in the ordinary world. Then we get the call. Now, this could be something out of the blue and, and totally unexpected. Let's say you're passing by a mirror in your brand new clothes and you stop with a jolt and turn your back to it. Your conscious mind asks, do these jeans make my butt look big? <laughs> and there it is. Awareness has yeah. crept into your world. Now, every time you pass a mirror or a glass of any kind, you're checking out the caboose to see if the mirror was lying. And this is known as the quiet suffering phase. Right. You're not going to do anything about it, but it doesn't feel good. Now, those same genes that started this whole awareness mess now make a second call. Having gone through the laundry, it seems tougher than normal to get them buttoned. It must be because the dryer shrunk them, right? So this is known as the resisting the call phase. You haven't refused to deal with the issue, but you're not ready to acknowledge there actually is one yet. So committing to change takes some help. You start to notice and take heed of weight loss products and programs, not because you need to, but because you should just be informed about these things. And the next step is seeking help and meeting the mentor. So you can find in a friend who tells you, what could it hurt to modify your eating habits a little and join a yoga class? The worst that could happen is you'd feel better. 
now you're ready to cross the threshold and make the leap of faith into a weight loss regime. Right. And so it begins the mini journey. At what stage of the journey do you think that this path is most impactful for the hero? Well, they're all important, important, of course, but the call to adventure is probably the most eye-opening. The leap of faith may be the most intimidating, but for me, meeting the mentor has the most lasting impact and benefit for the hero, and I'll tell you why. The mentor shares experience, imparts wisdom, conveys values. The mentor is the, the keeper of folklore, myths, and other life-shaping stories. Think of the wise old woman or man who has walked the path ahead of the hero and knows both the dangers and the secrets of safe passage. The mentor prepares the hero for the test trials and ordeals that lie ahead. And I think meeting the mentor is one of the most exciting stages in the journey because you realize you're not alone in all of this. So mentors are all the good parts of humanity, in my opinion, all wrapped into one. They're a, they're a trusted confidant, a favorite teacher, insightful friend, an experienced guide, unwavering advocate, an adept sparring partner, an enthusiastic cheerleader. And keep in mind, a, a good mentor doesn't need to be old and wear a hooded robe like in the movies. They just need to be a little bit further down the path to carry the torch and guide you to the answers within. So that he doesn't have to look like Obi-Wan Kenobi, huh? <laughs> it, you know, th there's that fantasy that, that that's the, the person that's going to come into your life. But no, and, and oftentimes it can even be a, a younger person. A, a mentor doesn't need to be a formal relationship, Paul, as you well know. Right. It can be somebody that doesn't even know that you see them as a mentor. And this has happened in my life. And, and so the mentor's prime objective is to impart to the apprentice or the protege life lessons and life-shaping knowledge. And the more options provided, the wiser a decision can be made by the one who has to live with them. Yeah, but something comes to mind here, uh, Will, that I'd like to uh, have the listeners pay special attention to, and it's this. I would imagine that in order to make sure that meeting the mentor is a successful path for an individual that is going to the hero's journey, that they have to be either willing or conscious enough to recognize the mentor when the mentor appears. Can you can you sort of elaborate upon that? Yeah, it is it is tough, and sometimes we we do miss that opportunity. I'm often asked, "When will I meet my mentor?" Hmm. And and I say, "When the hero is ready, the mentor appears." Now that sounds like a cop out, but when is that exactly? For me, it's when you fully commit to making the leap of faith and taking the journey. Because up until that point, you've refused to take the journey, whatever it is, whether it be the, the big journey or the, the little mini journeys in, in between. And when you fully commit, the mentor has a way of showing up. And, and that's the most important time for that mentor to arrive. Because prior to that, you're not going to be ready for it anyway. Right, right. So what I hear you saying is this individual has to reach a certain stage, not the least of which is to accept the call to adventure. And at that point, the mentor is likely to appear when that individual is ready. That's correct. Very good. Very good.
so here we have this process of the hero's journey. What is it that the hero hopes to bring back from having had the experience of a journey like this one? The short answer is the elixir of life. What is this that? Is a, <laughs> it sounds great. That it, it's, yeah, it's very it's mythical. Well, this is a metaphor for newfound gifts and talents, knowledge and wisdom. Uh, in mythological stories, if a person were to drink the elixir from a specific cup at a particular time at regular intervals, they would be granted eternal youth and quite possibly immortality. It's more of a metaphor than it is a reality, but the final reward on the hero's journey is a personalized elixir for which you provide the ingredients. The prize may come in the form of a magic potion, but could just as easily be a great treasure, the skills acquired, or the wisdom that you've gained along the journey. And these endowments enable you to return back to the ordinary world and share valuable insights, perspective, and awareness with those in your tribe. This is why you are here. This is why you were born. No one else brings your gifts to this world. And returning with the elixir means that you can now heal the wounds of the community, the collective, just as you've healed your own. The life lessons, the hands-on experience, the practical knowledge, all position you to do the most good for the most people in the most amazing way. As an example, the uh, elixir that Joseph Campbell brought back was the gift of the hero's journey, which he shared with everyone. Now, he died shortly after filming that Bill Moyers television series, The Power of Myth. And there's an African proverb that says, when an elder dies, a library burns. And this couldn't be more true for Joseph Campbell. He was profiled in the New York Times as a figure of heroic proportions. Amazing. Amazing. I, I have to echo your statement about Joseph Campbell, probably one of the most compelling intellectually and emotionally, if not spiritually, influences that has actually crossed my life's path. And he was so grandfatherly. I remember watching him for the first time. You know, when you're going through the channels with your clicker and you stop on this program, it, it somehow interests you. And then you get drawn into it and he has such a, such a, a way about him. You know, if he was a doctor, you'd call it a bedside manner. I, I call it a, a, a grandfather sort of feel. I, I just couldn't get enough of him. He was clearly he was clearly an influence upon us all. One last question. What do you think is in your experience in dealing with people in the context of the hero's journey, what do you think is the greatest challenge you find that people deal with? What direction of guidance would you provide for them? I think that the greatest challenge most people face is a variation on expectations. We, we live in a culture where meeting our outer needs occurs without much effort. We're constantly told by the media that we deserve the best and we should have what the beautiful people have that we see in magazines and on TV. Now, we enjoy public, extensive public services, a convenient utility and infrastructure, and an efficient and streamlined food distribution system. These are all things we take for granted. Things just show up for us when we need them. We need water, we turn on a faucet and there it is. We need light, we just flip a switch. We're hungry and wanna eat, someone cooks us food and brings it to our table. We wanna talk to somebody halfway around the world. We tap a few buttons on our cell phone, 
and there we are. Our needs are met before we can even register a desire. So what happens with our expectations is they end up being so high that when they're not met, we feel cheated. And the truth is, life is an action adventure of your own making. The challenges we face and the lessons we learn make us stronger and better suited to return from our journey with that elixir of life. There's an old saying that goes, if you want to be happy, lower your expectations. <laughs> and, and the reason that's funny is because it's true, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And if you go back to the same uh, premise of philosophy, it to some degree or a significant one embraces that. Joseph Campbell said, life is like arriving late for a movie, having to figure out what was going on without bothering everybody with a lot of questions and then being unexpectedly called away before you find out how it ends. <laughs> Joseph Campbell said this, huh? <laughs> he did, yeah, and it's my favorite quote from him. And, yeah. and the way I look at it is if you know that this is what lies ahead of you, your expectations are in the right place. So would you say at the end or during the course of experiencing the hero's path, that a very critical element of this has to be a personal accountability of not only the things that we do for ourselves, but that we have the power to engage in doing that. We do. I mean, I think the biggest advice or, or insight that I could give, especially to young people, and, and this goes for everybody, is that life isn't easy and don't expect it to be. As we talked about earlier, the, the media in our culture insists that it's supposed to be easy. And when it's not, we just feel so deflated. And, and if we know that there's going to be challenges ahead, and that is, in fact, what's going to make us better and help us grow and, and help us bring back to our community and our loved ones the, the life that we really want to live, then bring those challenges on. Take responsibility. I mean, the, the fact is, you were born to flourish, so live well. And the, the bottom line, you are the hero of your life, so act like it. Will Craig, this is fascinating. You are, you are a gentleman and a prince among men. I thank you so much. <laughs> I want to ask you, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, first of all, I certainly recommend this wonderful book, living the hero's journey. How can somebody get it? And can you tell us a little bit about, you have a website, which is, I believe, willcraig.com. Can you tell us about that? And, and if I want to buy the book, how do I get it? So yes, you can buy the book a number of ways. You can go to my site at willcraig.com and there'll be, uh, you'll learn more about the book. One of the benefits of, of going to the site is that there is a map of self-discovery, a full screen map of self-discovery that will have your name on it and allow you to do to roll over the different parts of the journey that I sort of went through very rapidly. And you can get a better idea as, as you roll over these different components of the journey. There'll be a, a, a pop-up that explains what you can expect there. And uh, there's also a write-up of three main phases of the journey, which are awareness, change, and renewal that those eight steps felt under. And they're also explained on the site. If you're totally anxious to get started reading the book in the next few minutes, you can go straight to Amazon 
and and just Google "Living the Hero's Journey" by Will Craig, and uh, you can download either the Kindle version or you can have a paperback mailed to you. That's wonderful. Well, living the hero's journey, a message that is clearly something that all of us have to take into account because whether we are aware of it or not, we are going through those different stages. It would be preferable, of course, for us to become fully aware of not only how often we receive the call of adventure and how many times have we had to deal with the leaps of faith that oftentimes generate fear, but in most cases are an invitation for a greater and richer life. This is powerful, Will. I cannot thank you enough. We want to invite you back. We hope that you will allow us to host you once again as you continue your journey. And I think that for all of us here at High Performance Business Solutions and for our listeners, you have created a really good segue for us to really ponder on how important living the hero's journey can be. I thank you again. We appreciate deeply your participation and we hope to see you again soon thank you paul it's been my pleasure and uh, thank you to your listeners as well ponder on this the hero's journey is an experience in which we already are it's just a matter of being aware of it your journey will offer different challenges of course different opportunities and rewards it's just a matter of being conscious of it of being present in your journey. So for example, if you were to ask yourself, what phase am I in? Am I in the call to adventure? Have I had an invitation to a new city or a new job? Or am I in the phase of the refusal of the call? Have I declined such an opportunity? And if so, why? Or have you had an opportunity to meet someone that could be a wonderful mentor who can assist you in compelling you to achieve new levels of discipline and performance? These are the questions that you must ask yourself to be conscious. For you to become aware of your journey's path, it is so important that it could be the difference between reaping the best and most from each moment of your life and being in a state of stasis or resignation or to adopt the path of least resistance. You see, you are capable of a rich, full life and being present is an essential requirement of achieving. I want to thank Will Craig for his insightful comments and especially thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Will and that you found Will's comments thought-provoking. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you are on iTunes, please leave us a review. Take care and be well.